2: Says the moon, it's time to go to sleep. Uh, it's also time for another episode of uh, CBBS Go Home, um, the podcast that takes a, a slanty ways look at the world of children's TV. I am Cammie and joining me as always, it's uh, Robbie the Robot to my Mr. Tumble, it's, it's James. Hello James.
0: That does sound like it is some kind of like Polari or something similar to that. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah there is some uh, there's possibly a a bleaker version of justin's house in which they are trapped in a space capsule floating in space
0: yeah the children are actually just the ghosts of the children who should have been transported
2: (laughs) or the children that were transported but died on the way
0: yeah indeed and uh, somebody else's joke has pointed out that um the, uh, the the setup of Justin's house is of course a, a, a practice run for bringing back terracing the football matches
2: <laughs> Well yeah because the, the kids never run on, they never seem to run on stage
0: No, um, the, what you don't see is a former uh, Leeds and Chelsea chairman Ken Bates with his um, much founded suggestion to have uh, cattle prods to keep them back <laughs> I <laughs> presume they're just out of shots.
2: I think they also Photoshop all the uh, stewards in their high-vis jackets out in post-production as well.
0: It's a more expensive uh, concept than it looks.
2: Yeah, yeah. Especially at the end where they all bottle them. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. Uh, maybe one for another episode. Um, you can get in touch with us um, as as some people have. We've got a few people following us on Twitter. We're at CBBS Go Home. Uh, you can email us, although we we haven't had a single email yet, uh, which is CBBS Go Home at gmail.com um, with any comments or or anything you'd like us to cover. Um, the first thing, our regular feature, we always do, which I was calling the CBBS casting couch, but I think probably the the CBBS listings. Would be more appropriate where we we come up with an idea for a CBB's program and try and pitch it, um, hoping that one day the the someone at the BBC is going to listen to this and and commission our program ideas. James, um, what what have you got this week?
0: I've got um, well, it, it's to play on a previously very successful series, and and my idea this week is called Muppet Rabies. So, <laughs> what what would happen if the uh, the Muppets? contracted rabies and uh, slowly we're, were driven mad.
2: Is it Muppet Muppet Baby Rabies or just Muppet? the Muppets with rabies or the Muppet Babies with rabies? No,
0: I, we start with the Muppet, Muppet Rabies and then if it is successful then we can have the animated spin-off Muppet Baby Rabies.
2: <laughs> Are you going with the same theme tune? Muppet Rabies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why, why pay? Might pay for another one does does someone contract it first i mean is it fo is fuzzy going to get them up at rabies first and then just start biting the others and spreading it?
0: he would seem the logical candidate although who the hell knows what gonzo is so it it, it could just be he 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 had it naturally
2: with the, the what he's patient zero
0: yes um it, i mean let's face it he's been having a bizarre uh, interspecies the species relationship with a chicken all this time <laughs>
2: that's very so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would think that Rolf is probably prime candidate too. As a dog,
0: as, as a dog, you would have thought. I mean, maybe the chicken bit him, but um...
2: I don't want to be prejudiced against dogs because you know, other 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 creatures. Not all dogs hashtag. Um, other mm. other creatures can get rabies.
0: Yes, uh, as we'll see over a series of weeks. <laughs> uh, as the, uh, is, the is it is it like
2: dog? a, a twenty eight days later kind of scenario where? sort of one of them gets it and then slowly the rest get it, like maybe even walking dead kind of thing. Yeah. um, I mean, my
0: the thing is you've got the opportunity to kind of expand it outwards, haven't you? Because it it could quite easily bleed over into Sesame Street.
2: Well, that's Uh, true. And you want, I mean, whether or not you'd want to sort of isolate them in some way, build a wall, build build a a wall, wall.
0: build the wall. Nobody nobody needs to see a rabid snuffle against, do they?
2: No, that's true. Um, here's an interesting fact, though. Frogs, <laughs> know, yeah. reptiles such as lizards and snakes, amphibians like frogs, birds, fish and insects do not get or carry rabies.
0: Well, that's going to be one of the great mysteries of the show, isn't it? Quite how how Kermit did end up being rabid. Possibly a bit of a spoiler. You wouldn't want him to get him early doors, but... You know, perhaps towards the season finale.
2: Gets cocky and then at the very end, and then it turns out it wasn't rabies all along.
0: Yeah, it was perhaps um, some kind of Muppet AIDS. <laughs> but we're just, we're just, we're just spitballing here.
2: We're not, that's, you know, Muppet AIDS is, is a real and serious problem, James.
0: Yes, and that, uh, that's what uh, Tom Hanks did that film about, wasn't it? It was, Big. Yeah. yeah. Big. <laughs> Big.
2: Um my idea this week is uh Yolanda and the Jam Band, which is different from Yolanda's band jam. Yes. Do you remember Pro Stars? The cartoon uh, series rem- in the early nineties, which was Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky fighting crime oh, that and being superheroes. That,
0: that, that, does, that does ring a bell actually,
2: yes. It's it's kind of like that, and it's Yolanda and, and remember like Mr. T had a cartoon series that was the A-Team, but it was only Mr. T and some kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, that seems sinister in retrospect, but yes. Yeah,
2: um, I think they're a team of acrobats, <laughs> which is even, somehow even worse. But anyway, it's it's Yolanda from Yolanda's... Um, I've got to get this right, Yolanda's band jam. Yes. Um, she's animated, and but her band are all jams.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be more that she, she kind of progressed from the uh, simplistic tunes that she plays, and that's a bit sounding more perhaps like The Grateful Dead.
2: Oh no no no! <laughs> that that that's that's not that's that's maybe series two. No, I
0: I I mean Jerry Garcia, God rest his soul, um, need a replacement, so I, I, I'm up for that.
2: You know? Yeah, um, I was kind of thinking you'd have like the raspberry jam on Trumpish, blackcurrant on drums, strawberry on bass, and then the baddie would be Doctor Marmalade because he'd be really furious that he wasn't classed as a jam.
0: He's a preserve.
2: Exactly. And that 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 mm. drives him insane and furious, and he, he vows to get his get his revenge.
0: He could get uh, enlist some help from uh, that prick Lemon Curd.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn you jams! Why can't it be a jam? Why won't it let you? Me? It's of course it's a, it's a, you know an allegory for for racism and actually the the the, uh, the baddies mm. are the jams, in the jam band. Oh,
0: who saw that? Yeah, we should uh... curveball. Well, at the end of it, we could, well, in the, if, if that's proved at the end of every week, what you could have as playing the show out is uh, the racist jams, they could uh, kick out the jams.
2: And, uh, <laughs> oh, very good, very good. The MC5 could uh, coin it in. Yeah, I think it'll be as successful as the California Raisins, that's my prediction.
0: Yeah, that that was, again, kind of groundbreaking on racial grounds,
2: wasn't it, so get what, what sort of having predominantly black characters played by f- dried fruit. Dried fruit, yeah. 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 Pretty much.
0: Um, that's what Martin Luther King died for.
2: Yeah. Um, anyway, this week we are not talking about pro stars, um, sadly. Maybe for a future episode, that one, if we can dig <laughs> them up on, on YouTube. Um, we are delving into the odd world of Moon and Me, uh, which it's fairly new to CBeebies. It only came out this year. Um, it's from the same people that brought us the Living Nightmares of the Night Garden and Teletubbies, uh, which mm. we'll cover in the next episode. Um, now, the first time I watched it, I had a fever, and I was <laughs> lying on the sofa with the kids because it was it was my day off with, that I have with them on a Friday, and it was that it just let them watch tally so I could get through the day till my wife came home to to sort of look send me to bed and look after the kids and that is not a programme that you want to be introduced whilst having a fever.
0: No, absolutely not. I'm not sure it's a programme you should be showing children, if I'm totally honest. No. But uh, we'll get on to that because...
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the, the description I came up with it is it's kind of like someone watched Rising Damp and thought, <laughs> I wonder what Rising Damp would be like if you recreated it in a children's dollhouse with toys.
0: You see, I watched, um, I mean, my, my starting premise in all of this is I think somebody watched uh, Ingmar Bergman's The Seventh Seal <laughs> and said, uh, what would what would that be like in a dollhouse, children?
2: Yes, so the, the form we, we're not, unlike our previous episodes, we're not talking about any specific episodes because the format's the same every single time. Mm. There's a small child puts a doll's house to bed, tucks in Peppy Nana. Who's a, a rag doll? Gives her a special pencil, mm. and then I think this is the story. The way it goes is that the she's a magic doll, and she comes to life. Yep. And then every episode, she writes to the moon a letter to the moon, but she doesn't know there's a baby on the moon. Despite every single episode, the baby comes down from the moon. Yeah, I mean, is this something we discussed now or later? But is does Moon Baby cause her amnesia between episodes, or is he like slipping her a roofie at the end of, of 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 the of the episode so she forgets he's there?
0: Well, the conceit is that he's got a magical kalimba, isn't
2: he? He has, yeah. So he comes down from the, he then like comes down uninvited, we should say, because um, she didn't invite yeah. Moon Baby. She invites she writes to the moon, but she never says come and visit me. I don't think.
0: Yeah, and he appears like the specter of death.
2: Yes, into like you said, like Ingmar, Ingmar. if you can imagine, for people who haven't seen this, Ingmar Bergman's death in The Seventh Seal, or death in Wayne's World, and um, Bill and Bogus journey, very much yep. that kind of vibe. Um, yeah,
0: Death Babies. Death Baby turns
2: up, let's call him Death Baby, Death Baby turns up with yep. a magical kalimba, which he plays, and then every all the other toys in the house... And we it's probably worth, we'll go through them one at a time in a minute, but, but they all wake up and come to life, and then there's some sort of adventure, and then everyone goes to bed again.
0: Yes, and repeat.
2: And repeat. So how how come every episode, she doesn't know that there's a baby in the moon, or death?
0: Maybe, maybe she's just trapped in a kind of living
2: hell. You know, this is kind it's of... like a cycle. You mean like maybe death death comes to her every single night, mm. and, she and she dies. Breaks, yeah. and so every night when she magically wakes up she's she's born, kind of born again but like she it? Is Peppy Nana Jesus
0: well I have just written down in my notes uh, peppy Nana haunted question mark <laughs> so um, I think I mean there's a good argument that she's a zombie I think
2: I think so... a very strong argument yeah um it's so in this house, then, are other toys. Shall, is it, mm. Should we go through them one at a time?
0: I think that's the worthwhile way of yeah, dissecting it.
2: Let's do that. I mean, I've got the official. I'll read. I've got the official Moon and Me uh, website open in front of me, and I'll read. I'll read the character description of of characters, mm. and we, we'll we'll come on to whether or not that's actually true or not. Um, so, there's Peppy Nana, the favourite doll of the child. We see putting her to bed in the dollhouse at the beginning of every Moon and Me episode. Peppy Nana is a very magical toy. At night when the moon shines, she comes to life. Peppy Nana begins every episode by sitting down at her desk and writing a magical letter to the moon. I should stra- Again, we'll stress, she doesn't invite anybody to come into the house. She just writes a letter to the moon. Pe- yeah. Peppy Nana is very clever. She loves to read books, draw pictures, and is very good at making things. She loves stories, and she loves to do things together with her friends who live in the toy house. Her favorite phrase is tiddle-toddle. <laughs>
0: Right, so tiddle-toddle. I have. Let's start with that. Absolutely horrifying, isn't it? Because it's this kind of haunted refrain.
2: Because that, that's all she can say.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, will is it just emphasising the idea that this kind of this was the point in which she died? Um, she's kind of forever trapped as a as a toddler. Um, and th- th- hence the Moon Baby Specter of Death, Death Junior.
2: Was was different. was she a child whose now spirit is now forever trapped in a doll in a doll's house, reliving the same hell every night? Mm.
0: I'm a bit concerned by the um, why she's called Peppy Nana. I mean, both parts of them because she's not she's not a nana
2: No, <laughs> unless I mean, she's a nana I will come out. The, there's, there's little Nana. Yeah.
0: So maybe they're the, maybe they're the spirits of the elderly, possibly trapped, trapped as dolls.
2: Well, that can that kind of if you, if it's if there's a a tie in or if this is set in the same universe as the Night Guard, and that would tie in with my idea that it's, um, it's Derek Jacobi does that, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it's all Derek Jack in Derek, Derek Jacobi is is in an old folks home, and this is just him having some sort of slow mental breakdown.
0: That would make sense, I suppose. He yeah. remembers the people around him who died, like Upsy Daisy. Naps-
2: yeah. It. So in the night garden, like Upsy Daisy's his nurse, and he's a good
0: <laughs> Yes, and he's getting a sponge bat from Magapaga.
2: Yeah, exactly. he's the orderly? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a, what a, a grim thought. Um, the, the, there was interest on Mum's Nest, which always a, a a great source of um, content. Um, on children's TV. Um, someone went absolutely off it and claimed that Peppy Nana was the only female character and was a, a, quote inverted comma, token female character in this. That's not true. Of course, there are, there are two other female characters, but um, she does, yeah, she just kind of almost, she almost the, the eyes of the viewer in it, isn't she?
0: Yeah, she is the focalizer. Um, we are kind of, I'm not sure who we're supposed to be rooting for in this.
2: That's the question. Yeah, I, she almost feels it's almost like she she's the innocent one, and then the the next character, which is uh, Baby Death or Moon Baby, as he's known in this, mm. it somehow feels. I think you put on Twitter a while ago that he what, what is he plotting? Because he doesn't say yeah. he's up to something.
0: Well, he he. he he does seem to me like a kind of uh, like a Doctor Who baddie, doesn't he? Like he's got that kind of blank expression. Like they 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 they've kind of made him, and it would be too expensive to move his facial expressions. <laughs> they've just kept him with this kind of rictus uh, smile,
2: and they've they've put him in a cloak so they don't actually have to show his inner workings.
0: Yes, which is, is bones, presumably, just all bones. I would
2: imagine. So it's, So the official description is Moon Baby lives on the moon. Happy and affectionate, he expresses, by clapping his hands and blowing kisses, which is weird, by the way, mm-hmm. that he just yes. blows kisses. At the beginning of every episode of Moon and Me, Moon Baby receives a letter from Peppy Nana inviting him to tea in a story. Now, that's not true, is it? Because she doesn't write to Moon Baby, because she doesn't know he's there. She writes to the moon. So he's, he's a mail thief.
0: What kind of prick is writing to a, a, a celestial body, though? That's the question. Because if, if I write, a, if, I, if I write a letter to, I don't know, i um, will try and resist. Mar, I was going to say Mars. I was trying, I was desperately trying to backpedal from if I write a letter to Uranus,
1: um,
0: <laughs> but I've just gone through with it anyway. Um, What's she hoping for? I mean, Nana I mean, if she's senile, then I suppose, but.
2: Is it not like one of those things where kids just, you, you're told in, sc- in school, remember, you're like, just choose someone famous to write to. And there's one kid that gets a reply from the prime minister that says, thank you for your letter, and, and nobody else gets letters back from the footballers and or James Bond as a kid in my class wrote too.
0: I think I wrote a letter to Brian Robson, who would have been England captain at the time <laughs> when I was about nine or ten. I have a strong memory of that. Brian Robson did not write back. Arsenal. Uh, yeah, Chesley Street prick. <laughs>
2: um, the, um, so she writes uh, The next description of Moon Baby on the official website is he excitedly puts on his yellow gloves, pulls up his hood, and flies down to the moon to visit the toy house. Um, so he, uh, he's uh, suggesting that he has to wear the gloves in order to fly. <laughs> there is
0: very little internal logic to this. Um, I mean, obviously, he puts up the hood because he's death.
2: Well, oh, yeah,
0: but but the gloves, I suppose, might basically doesn't leave any prints. Perhaps
2: that that would that would tie in with a lot of things. And then he's got his magical kalimba that that makes causes the moon. What they said? They said it. Um, he can call on the moon to make magical things happen. So the moon's almost like his death star.
0: Hmm. Well, I I know what it, it. It seems like very much a, a cliché of discussing children's television but I'm still not quite sure what what the kind of process was with Duent. Yeah, Magical Kalimba.
2: Yeah. that I'll do. I mean the basic premise because when it came out I remember watching the guy who came up with it describe it. It makes sense that it's it's that's the way kids play with dollhouses. And my my daughter's got a dollhouse and it's full of it's not filled with dolls it's filled with random toys. But so mm. I think that beyond that, when you then start getting into actually how they've set this up, mm. why, why has he got a kalimba? Where did the, why has he got a kalimba? Why a kalimba?
0: I mean, it's easier easier to play, I suppose. You could have given him an old harp, but that just seems even more clumsy.
2: Yeah, and you know, where would he plug it in?
0: Yeah, well yes i mean if we're going to talk about it being amplified, I mean we could have given him like a, a kazoo, i suppose or um just 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 anything a melodica. that's that's what he should have had a melodica.
2: yeah, I think that's fair um yeah there's oh there's a list of marimba players on uh, wikipedia so
0: the marimba's different to a kalimba,
2: though isn't it, yeah. Uh, Genesis guitarist Steve Hackett played some of the parts of kalimba <coughs> on Wind and the Wuthering album. Oh, so no there you go. Phil, Phil Collins on the album No Jacket Required, the song Long, oh. Long Way to Go, with Sting on backing vocals. So already we know the kalimba is, is is a terrible, terrible instrument. Just those... It, you
0: know, it's haunted.
2: Yeah, Phil Collins and Sting on the same song. See, I can
0: only have a picture... The idea that Sting definitely uh, records topless. Yes. Um, probably there in, in his pants. Phil Collins, yeah, Phil Collins disappeared off to um, Switzerland, didn't he? He was a tax yeah.
2: exile. He, well, I think he claimed to be tax exile. It's probably just a way to get away from topless Sting. <laughs> he follows you, he, he, he's got access to it. Yeah, so little, yeah. So, so basically, Baby Moon comes down and essentially corrupts everybody in the house every night in some way or other. Mm. Yes. To what end we know not.
0: Well, it, I'm I'm not sure what he gets out of it.
2: But. Is it kind of like and I don't mean this in a not in a sexual way, but in a kind of a radicalisation that he's sort of slowly. <laughs> sort of working his way into their lives, and at some point he's going to turn around and say, hey, guys, have you heard about how the moon landings were fake and um, white people are oppressed?
0: Uh, or maybe he'll get them
2: to kill to kind of uh, lighten the load. Created like almost like a death cult. Maybe that's what it's building to. Mm. He looks like the leader of a death cult, to be fair.
0: He, 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 well, he looks like death himself.
2: Well, he does. Just let's let's all sit round and drink this drink, guys.
0: Yeah, he's not quite the most sinister character, though. I mean, I feel
2: like... no, we'll come on to that. I mean, I mean then there's little, little Nana and Lampkin. Now, I mean, Lampkin seems the most pointless of all the characters because it's just a sheep on wheels that goes bar occasionally. It does very little of note other than that.
0: It just reminded me of the wheelies from Return to Oz, who are, oh, of yes. course, they, you know, the most sinister and terrifying of all.
2: Uh, I think the wheelies and um, the um, Robert Wagner's sister in Superman 3 turning into a robot are, are two of the things that still haunt me now. <laughs> yes. that Robert Vaughn, not Robert Wagner. No, Robert Vaughn of Man from Uncle Fame. Yeah. Um, yeah, that
0: feels like a niche reference for the kids, but yes. <laughs>
2: Um, Little Nana is essentially just a small, peppy Nana.
0: Yeah, um, she just brought instantly to mind the word uh, poppet. i can only to think of uh, Arthur Miller's *The Crucible*, where they referred to the kind of tiny voodoo dolls as puppets.
2: Yes, well, she on the um, on the official website, Little Nana's favorite phrase is "poop poop."
0: Well, that is understandable. Little kids do love that. That is, she's perhaps the most relatable character in that
2: regard. Yeah. Um, uh, Lampkin's favorite phrase. Can you guess Lampkin's favorite phrase? I believe
0: it's. Is it
2: bar? It is bar. Yes, because he's a sheep. Um, now, I think this the most sinister. Well, probably tied for most sinister is I think is Mister Onion. Yes. Of who 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 just says onions. They occasionally suggest he's saying other things, but you never see, the narrator kind of speaks in his voice, but you never see his lips move except to say onions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's the first one who's been corrupted by uh, kind of mini-death, hasn't he?
2: Yes. So he he can only say onions, and he's apparently, or it seems to be, some sort of carer for Sleepy Dibelo. Who is a yeah. a a, rab, a rabbit or a or a sheep? What does it say? I think it just does say on the original on the website. It doesn't say. Just says he's got ears. He's got long ears. God has ears. Um, I no, thought rabbits. He looks like a rabbit. I think rabbits probably. It looks like basically. So he's always. It's basically a rabbit with sleep apnea. And yeah. Mr. Onion drags him around on a on a mat. This is really, I mean when you describe yes, it, this is to this, exploit yes, to exploit exactly. I think he's probably getting some kind of disability benefits because of the sleep apnea, and Mr Onions drags him down to the bank every week and empties his account
0: I want to know what onions is up to, right because there is an element of him being kind of somewhat like uh, Horo from Game of Thrones, isn't it? Like, you know, he kind of say his own name. (laughs) Whether he's been kind of uh, traumatised by past experience, spoiler alert, uh, should you be at the start of Game of Thrones, presumably. Um, Why bother? Well, well, yeah, to some extent. Or perhaps he's, um, you know, perhaps... uh, It's like a reference to perhaps Bootsy Collins or something like that. So Bootsy, that's what he means. Onions.
2: Well, if he said it in that kind of voice, I, I, I would be somehow it would feel like he was helping Sleepy Dibolo rather than exploiting him. But what he actually says is onions in a really weird kind of sinister way. So it seems, yeah.
0: He brings tears to his eyes, says Mr. Onions, not in a good way.
2: There was, a, no, I googled because I was trying to look see if there's a Wikipedia page for Moon and Me, but there isn't yet. Um, but there was a Mister. Oh, this was it was an all they did repeat it when we were younger. But the the herb garden, parsley in the herb garden, mm. there was a Mister. Onions in that who was an onion. Oh. Mm. So perhaps this is him in his retirement.
0: So it's it's again, it's an expanded universe and we're just not picking up on it.
2: Yeah, in his retirement, he volunteers for care in the community and has has sort of found Sleepy Dibolo and Mm. he's exploiting him. Because it's weird, they sleep in the same room together. Yeah. And the one I watched earlier today when I was just double-checking that I'd remembered Moon and Me correctly, um, he was pretending to take a bath... And he dragged Sleepy Dibolo into the room with him. And that's I I don't think that's appropriate.
0: No. I'm now just intrigued by the idea that there isn't a Wikipedia page for it yet. And therefore because because let's face it, we could set one up and there is there is enough available online to provide sources about the characters where it would be very easy uh for listeners of this podcast <laughs> to Drop in a series of subtle facts, or subtle lies. Sorry, in amongst the uh, actual facts. Yes. So if I find the time, uh, perhaps perhaps there is some fun there.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Mr. Onion's endgame is definitely when the money runs out. He's going to slaughter Dibble and eat him.
0: Well, him Lampkin, tasty, tasty. Exactly.
2: Yeah? Um, the the next one, um, on the list is I think it's everyone's worst nightmare made real because it's a clown that sleeps in a bag under the stairs. I don't know if there's a yeah. more terrifying sentence than that.
0: No, I mean, when I was looking at this, uh, again, the, the the official website references the idea there. Collie Wobble talks by, quote, jangling her tinkles. <laughs> now, if you or I were to jangle our tinkles...
2: I don't think she has any. When well, you look at a picture of it, there are no tinkle, ting, If the tingles are bells, there are no. There's no, there's no actual bells on her. So what's she tinkling?
0: Indeed, and I suppose if you were to, if you look up Collie Wobble on the V's uh, official site, uh, very much uh, the clown, uh, very much Pennywise doing an impression of Bob Dylan.
2: I also looks a little bit like every evil Nazi scientist in any films. Mm.
0: well rightly trapped in hell with mr onion then
2: yeah, you can ima- you can see Collie Wobble doing kind of uh horrific experiments on the occupants of the uh well, th- of the doll's house maybe that's what's happened to di possibly it was a long some sort of a sleep experiment
0: <laughs> well that's it maybe maybe in that case uh moon baby is in fact a kind of uh uh, you know, kind of, a, is, is, is the head kind of doctor. Is there to kind of experiment on little nanny? And that's why that's why Lampkin's got wheels
2: now. You know? Isn't isn't there a conspiracy theory that the Nazis landed on the moon and live there to this day?
0: There was a bad, schlucky B-movie, I believe. So,
2: yeah, definitely. I think that's what this is about. Moon Baby's a Nazi and Collie Wobble is his emissary on Earth.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I, I I can I can see that alongside the idea that
2: uh, yeah, Collie was some kind
0: of well, maybe some kind of mengler figure. possibly Mengler, mengler in space.
2: And um, the the only kind of adult character in the whole thing is is Lily Plant, who is a Lily Plant.
0: Is Lily Plant an adult?
2: I don't. I just a very polite and helpful and knowledgeable knitted pot plant with a big red flower. Well, she she. Calls them my dears when they come back from adventures. It certainly seems to be some seniority, if not in authority, seniority, but in age. Because you, you wouldn't... The way she talks, sounds quite elderly, refers to them as my dears. when She doesn't go on the adventures with them. It might just
0: be affectation, you know?
2: Possibly. she li- Well, she lives in a pot in the toy house sitting room. She likes to call everyone my dear. Lily Plant's favourite thing of all is to be pretend watered with the toy watering can, which is weird. That's she doesn't like to be watered. Well, she's uh, she's knitted. Well, she is knitted, but I don't like likes to be pre- likes to be pretend watered. Sounds odd. Well, we shouldn't be kink shaming. Well, I think that well, we shouldn't. No, fair enough. That's what she's into, but it does feel like some sort of kink indulgence in front of everybody else in the, in the dollhouse. If you want if you like to be pretend watered, find a private space, that's all I'm saying.
0: Well, if the spectre of death's there, I think kick
2: on, you know. <laughs> Fair enough, hanging over everybody. Um the weird now the weird thing that happened that I think makes it more sinister is about halfway through every episode, um, Moon Baby um takes everybody off to a magical land, which I can only assume is some sort of code for slips everybody something in their drink and they all fall asleep and now he does mm. terrible things to them, and they wake up and imagine they've been somewhere else. Yeah,
0: that seems like the kind of thing the little prick would do.
2: Yeah. with with Lily, I think with, with Lily Plant's kind of cooperation, because she sort of sends them off on their way, doesn't she? She opens the front door of the house, and off they go to Storyland.
0: I'm not sure what message is sending the children, to be honest. I, I, I think you would have been... For all it's kind of giving, I think you would have been better off like having just some coloured shapes, maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, what's the message here? Trust strangers that say they've come from the moon. Hmm. It's okay to live in a shared house with really weird people. I mean, in later life, you know, there should be if you kids, if you move into a shared house with someone who is sharing a bedroom. With someone who's asleep all the time, that is not okay. Don't, don't, don't rent a room in that house.
0: Maybe there's a surreptitious warning there. Eh?
2: If if you're renting, a, maybe maybe it's maybe it's made by people who live in London. Maybe having someone sleeping under the stairs dressed as a clown is just. I mean, I've never rented in London. Maybe that's that's what happens down there. Here things are pretty tough.
0: I believe so. It's just wall the wall circus,
2: isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's if that, that, I, I think properties are now advertised comes with clown in under so you get money off your yeah. rent. Um, the the one I mean, you you know of course that the music in this was quite interesting. I mean, a couple of songs. The one I was listening to we had on tonight um, sounded like a Bell and Sebastian B side. Right. Um, but the other famous one is of course the, the silly song. Have you heard the silly song? I will have done. It's the one about so. the horsey, the horsey in the house. Ah, yes, yes, a common occurrence around here. Yeah, do you know who sings "Horsey in the House"? I do not. It is Michael Bublé. Is
0: it really old Mickey Bubbles?
2: Yep the the boobs. Really? Um, yeah, no, Michael Bublé sings "Horsey in the House."
0: Didn't hasn't Bublé
2: tracked it all in?
0: Just because he just. Couldn't be asked anymore, or something. No, I or did, did
2: not somebody get ill? Was was his was it him? Was his child not ill?
0: Maybe. I think he's couldn't be asked.
2: Well, why would you? I mean, he's at the end. You, are Michael Puppley, you don't. He was he was on Jules Holland this year. I know that because I was at a friend's house and we had Jules Holland on, and he he was on there for a bit. Um, I think he's still going. He's he, we definitely singing in this. Maybe that's what he's. Maybe he's made his money, and that's what he's doing. Just sort of living out his fantasy of singing songs in children's TV.
0: If only the spectre of death would take him.
2: He's playing Newcastle Arena on the 1st of December, so he's still to very much very much uh, active. Active in the community. Whether or not he's performing uh, the Silly Song whilst on tour, um, I can't find any details of that online. It would be the only reason I would go and watch him. I would happily go and watch him if he sang that.
0: Would you know? Because you're perilously close to those kind of, you know, um, night garden on ice kind of fandangos, on you?
2: Well, that's true. Apparently, what the they saw the story at the time. Apparently, he um, agreed to do it because he really liked the Eagle Piggle song, and would often sing it.
0: Oh, live!
2: Yeah, well, I don't think he'd sing it live. Sing it to himself, I think, was the story. Whether or not he'd sing it live, I don't know. With a full big band. <laughs>
0: Dressed, dressed as a it pickle
2: <laughs> be a new direction to go in
0: it would I mean uh, I believe I mean night garden tour at the moment so uh, is it I, I know people who I know people who went with their children quite recently when they played the uh, time theater in Newcastle when they
2: played the time theater yeah, yeah.
0: So mixture of uh, people in costumes and puppets, I believe.
2: Yeah, you got. I've just. I'd really like someone to make a Spinal Tap style documentary of uh, the the Night Garden tour. Just sort of Eagle Piggle walking around backstage, not knowing where the door is.
0: I think you should possibly um, delete that bit from the podcast and keep it to yourself because I think that there is a very very much a kind of mockumentary film to be made of that. <laughs> something sufficiently legally different to uh
2: night Gone. yes yes, um that's there's not much more to say about moon and me it's a strange little program we I'm hoping one day we find out what's going on i'm pretty sure it's no. a, i think i think we've what we can can we conclude that moon baby definitely death or represents the idea of death? This is possibly some sort of cyclical hell that they're all living mm. in. Like um, so many kids'
0: TV programs.
2: Yeah, exactly, um, which we may cover next week. Um, but it's probably all going to end badly.
0: Mm. Well, to be honest, I think this is an exercise in uh, given it kind of people with a, uh, a proud kind of history of making large amounts of money for the BBC. This strikes me as um, an exercise in they'll just take any old shit.
2: Yes. Right, let's 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 just do a big load of drugs and see what mad stuff we come up with, see what they'll take. A, a magical kalimba. Yes, a magical kalimba. You can imagine sort of Alan Partridge style. Sort of, or yeah. maybe it was somebody's last chance. Just sat there <laughs> shouting random musical instruments at someone until they went, kalimba!
0: Magical kalimba, junior death. <laughs> I've Chief got the wheels.
2: cheese. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's the only explanation. Just like, let's just keep pitching stuff. There's an onion and it's got a sleepy rubbish that <laughs> it's possibly exploiting and dragging around everywhere. Yeah, that's fine. Here's some money. Go away and make it. And possibly you could
0: make a card game where you create your own. It's going to be a sleepy, drawn from another buyer, Onion who loves Kalimbas.
2: Hey! That could be a good idea for a game. That might be worth it we could do a cbb's a cbb's pitch generator
0: again delete this from the podcast
2: yeah. <laughs> um that's it that's moon and me um i think we've we've covered that as best we can um there's a, a, a heart of darkness there i think uh, that much is true yes we will be back uh next in a couple of weeks with our next podcast where we'll be looking at Teletubbies. Um we're recording the these re- back. We're recording these the back to back. Yeah, exactly. The remake, the, the teletubbies reboot. This is we we're recording these back to back. It's only gonna get darker. Uh, pray for us. <laughs> uh for the moment it's goodbye for me and goodbye from James.
0: Goodbye.
1: Yeah, is he Oh nej,
0: my nej,